Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are this Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, podcast. what's up, dude? Happy, dude. Uh, happy week, man. Happy birthday week. It's Thank both you. of our birthday weeks. That's right. Is your birthday? Like, is your birthday today? Yours is tomorrow. No, tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Andrew and I, I were born were, in the same exact year, only three days apart. And I only say same exact year because right. Andrew's actually significantly <laughs> younger than me. <laughs> uh, that's right. Wait, how old will you be? I'm gonna guess. I actually don't know. Uh, are you turning 39? I am. That's a good guess. Are you? I knew you were four yeah. or five years older than I was, but I just turned 34. And uh, yeah, I would have felt like a huge jerk if today was your birthday because I had it as tomorrow mentally. Um, but Josh, you, you, before we started recording, we were talking and you're like, how's your birthday week going? All that stuff. So happy early birthday to you, man. It's been a good week so far for me. Thank you. Yeah, I, if I didn't have birthdays in my calendar, I would never remember anybody's birthday. Like, that's the only way I, I stay on top of it. <clears throat> yes. Most people I'd forget. But, but yeah, birthdays aren't a huge deal. It's just kind of a time. I think I'm going to the Avs game tomorrow for my birthday, the tr- uh, Toronto. Ooh, yeah, so sweet. I found tickets pretty close to the glass. I've never really sat on the glass of a professional game, at least. So we'll see. Um, that's we'll really fun. But, yeah. Uh, and you're going. Uh, you're taking your life into your own hands and getting on rubber tubes and sliding down mountains. We are. Uh, there's like this sweet tubing hill. Um, sorry, I was getting into my um, Apple ID to be able to accept that PDF. It was a whole thing. I'm in though. We're good. Oh, um, that's weird. Yeah, tomorrow night our girls have a sleepover, and uh, in that time we're doing like an adult takeover at the ski resort nearby trying to like get a nice. there should be like 10 or 15 of us at the tubing hill so we'll grab dinner over there and then uh should be really fun man yeah be a good time just like you know snow tubing is one of those things that like you can't do it and have a bad time unless you just fall off your tube and wreck so you know hopefully none of that but uh good times should be had good times will be had yeah we did tubing uh, last spring break, I think, and it was a terrifying. I think we talked about it on the podcast, but it was a terrifying experience. But was they it? claim no one ever fell off it, which is fair because it felt like you were going to. But then I recently saw a video on on X where someone did fall off of it, and it was a it was an experience. <laughs> so not to terrify you or anything, but hold on tight, <laughs> dude. I will. I will. But you also live in Colorado where the Rocky Mountains like can kill you at any time if you just slip in the wrong place. You know, mountains around here, little different story. Like the snow tubing is still intense and really fun, but uh, but I'm sure it's kind of less intense than what you might be used to. Yeah. So you're doing an That's apps fair. game to That's celebrate. Fair. That'll be a blast. Um, yeah. yeah, man. Happy yeah, hopefully they weekend. win because if they don't, right, I'm your year throw will something be under the ice. Your whole year, <laughs> <It's true>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to throw give something up. Under the ice. It's like this year's not my totally. year. Yeah, dude, what have uh, what have we been up to on this podcast, dude? We've been talking about the Holy Spirit. We've been uh, we've been. I think this is our fourth episode on the Holy Spirit. So we did 
Pentecost and kind of like the big reveal moment of what Jesus had promised was coming kind of post ascension, post resurrection and ascension. Um, then we did like, we called it come Holy spirit. And we talked about like inviting the Holy spirit into our life today and now. And then last week we covered the fruits of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit verses um, out of Galatians five. So if you're listening now and you haven't checked out any of those, uh, listen all the way through this one, then go back and check out those. Like, I think they've been really cool. And uh, Josh, you and I kind of dove into this because we've talked about the Holy Spirit before um, in the podcast, but we felt like we maybe pushed past it kind of quickly or didn't like do it justice or take it slow enough to do. So neither Josh or I are like theologians and experts on the Holy Spirit by any means. But I uh, wanted to like take some time and work through this and actually like do what we could to, to try to understand it better and talk about uh, how we see the Holy Spirit and um, kind of what what his role is in our life and in the life of the believer. So anyway, man, t- this today, it probably is going to be part one, but we're going to talk through um, kind of giftings of the Holy Spirit. Like what are those gifts that the Holy Spirit gives? So I don't know exactly where you'd want to start, Josh, but man, kick us off anywhere that fits well uh, for how you see this conversation going. Yeah, I think I think probably like an overarching place is, is a good starting spot. Um, you know, we see numerous times that um, uh, Paul, probably more than any other the, of the gospel writer or the New Testament writers, talks about this idea of gifts that the spirit gives us or um, a better word instead of gift is probably talent ability to do something um, that wasn't naturally to who you are, but supernatural uh, as a gift that God has given. Um, and I, th- I think today's church, we, we don't play a lot in the supernatural. It, it that worries mm-hmm. us, especially coming from, you know, Andrew and I's tradition, um, mm-hmm. you know, supernatural, we kind of, we kind of downplay, but um like that's essentially what's happening here. And because we downplay these, we don't see a lot of these gifts in action uh, in our church communities these days. Um, and that's, you know, primarily probably why we wanted to dig into this topic a little bit more. Um, yeah. But I just go back to, you know, when Jesus says um, in John 14 um, that he, that we're going to do even greater things than he uh, I think this is where the greater things comes from. It comes from this place of, you know, the spirit working in us. And one, as we've been talking about it, sanctifying us, growing us, um, making yeah. us more like Christ, uh, have the same mission of Christ and fall in love with, with God in those places. You know, we've talked about it in the last uh, couple of episodes. And now this is kind of the, the action mm-hmm. of all those things. Like, here's the work that God has done to me. You know, I have more peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, but he's also given me these gifts to help others experience the same things that I've experienced. Um, and that's where these kind of come into play and we're going to do greater things than even him. And, you know, we've talked about this concept of faith and trusting God in the last handful of, of episodes as well. And I just keep going back in my head of, you know, when, when Jesus says, if you would have faith as small as a mustard seed, you could tell this mountain move from here and there and it would move. 
And if we were really honest with ourselves, we don't see a lot of mountains moving in our lives um, and, and in the lives around us, and especially, you know, in, in the entirety of the church today. I shouldn't say entirety, entirety of the Western church today. We just don't see those aspects. And I would argue if they're not happening, then there's probably a problem. And the problem's probably not with God. It's probably with us. So maybe we actually don't even have enough faith as small as a mustard seed. And that's why we're seeing these things. We just haven't learned how to trust God. So I, yeah. I say all that to say, this because we haven't learned how to trust God, we don't see these supernatural gifts that God has given us often in our lives. Because one, we're not looking yeah. for them. Two, we don't realize that that's a thing. Three, if we do know what they are, we're not practicing uh, trusting God in the midst of those things. So, like taking risks uh, to develop those things. Uh, so, I think that's that's probably the overarching. Like, how do we really discover the gifts that God has given us, and then how do we cultivate you know these these specific gifts? But I know those are my yeah, those are my first thoughts. But you, man, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I, uh, my, as soon as we start thinking about or talking about gifts of the spirit, my mind jumps to like I grew up in church and, uh, I did a couple times like one of those tests, kind of like personality test style, but meant to like kind of guide you towards like what is your, what are, what's your gifting, right? What's your gifting of the spirit? Yeah. And, um, they were kind of cool, like as a way to learn about, like for me personally, they might be really helpful to some people. I don't know, but at least at that stage of my life, they were, they were like a little bit informative, but um, at the same time with a lot of personality test stuff, um, the, the more, you know, yourself, the more accurate and meaningful you can be. And I, like most of my experience with that was when I was still like, a teenager, you know, and like my brain wasn't even fully developed. And like, I didn't really know myself that much. I was just starting to figure it out. So, um, I think that might be more useful to me now if I checked out one of those tests, but I also think I have seen how some of these giftings have shown up in my life just from kind of more experience of like being older, <laughs> being in my mid thirties now, you know, like I, I think I know myself enough to actually be more accurate in what those are and aren't. So anyway, man, it's one of those things like uh, if if you're listening to this and you're like, I've never even heard of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you can research more than we'll talk about. There's quite a few Bible passages that are like Bible verses and passages about this subject. We'll read like maybe a couple of them um, today and next time we talk about this. But I would just say like, as you go through this, like the way Josh, you laid it out, it it's like, God doesn't probably just say you are only one, you only ever get one gift of the Holy Spirit, right? He might give you a really strong gift of discernment for a season of your life, and then might switch you into a gift of, I don't know, encouragement and faith or, or something to that effect. He might not just be like, you are an apostle forever and that's it. Like, I think, I think that in the, the seasons of our life, the Holy Spirit can show up in and through us in different ways as, as we and the people around us need him too. So, um, I don't know, man, those are my first thoughts. And I was kind of thinking, I don't know where you want to start. Like Ephesians four feels like a really good place that we could read a bit and maybe react from. Uh, I know First Corinthians 12, you mentioned, really great to start there too. So um, 
Yeah, man. Maybe I could read a little bit of out of Ephesians 4 and then turn it your way to kind of launch the discussion. So this is starting in verse 4 uh, through 13. So there's one body and one spirit, just as we as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean, except that he descended into the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people to work to, for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in faith in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So if you've been in church a while, and Josh, I'll turn it your way in just a sec. If you've been in in a lot of faith tradition traditions of Christianity for very long, you might have heard like APESTS. It's an acronym. Apostles, prophets, evangelism, uh, evangelists, uh, pastors and teachers, APEST, you know, um, and, and that's referring to this chunk of Ephesians 4. So these are some of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There are some more that are outlined in the Bible as well. Uh, the list could be really long or really short, depending on uh, kind of la- where you land on that. But Josh, hearing those verses out of Ephesians read, what's kind of your first take? Where did it take you? Yeah, I think it's important too to point out like these are, um, for lack of a better term, roles—not official roles, but roles of of the church as as the church is spreading and continue to to live you know, the kingdom here on earth. Um, so though you can kind of live in themes of one of these things, um, not often are everybody going to be called a prophet or an evangelist, a pastor, or a teacher, or a pastor and teacher. Right? Those are combined typically uh, in most translations. Um, But a lot of the named spiritual gifts that Paul really gets into in in Corinthians, um, the practical side of the gift, like things like administration and uh, discernment and uh, wisdom, mercy, um, hospitality, uh, you know, are going to live in one of these categories, um, you know, of, of church work. Our church leadership, um, and you know these are the individuals, and we know that these are leadership requiring verses because of verse twelve to equip his people for the works of service, um, so that the body of Christ may be built up. Like this is the this is the work of the leaders um, as an apostle, as a prophet, as evangelist, as pastor teachers. Um, but I think it'd be helpful just so we have full rounding of of kind of what. Um, what Paul's trying to get out with all these things uh, to read first mm-hmm. Corinthians 12 as well. Um, just, so we have it all in front of us, but 
First Corinthians 12 starts with now about these gifts of the spirit, brothers and sisters. This is the new, uh, the NIV. Um, I do not want you to be uninformed. Um, you know that uh, when you were pagans, some of somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray by mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know no one is speaking by the spirit of God says Jesus be cursed and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the gift, uh, but the same spirit distributes them all. Excuse me. Uh, there are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working uh, in all of them, and in every one, uh, it is the same work or the same God at work. Now, uh, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Uh, to one, there is given the Spirit. Uh, through the Spirit, the message of wisdom, to another, the message of knowledge, uh, by the means of the same Spirit, to another, faith, uh, by the same Spirit, to another, the gifts of healing of, of that one Spirit, another, miraculous powers, to another, prophecy, to another, distinguishing uh, between spirits, uh, to to another speaking in different uh, languages or different tongues uh, and another to interpret those tongues. All these are the same work of the same spirit and he distributes them uh, to each of us as he determines. Uh, and I won't keep going cause I don't think it lists. I'm just reading ahead real quick uh, in here, but he goes into the, the importance of everybody playing the role that we're one body um, and your gifts though may not be the gifts, you know, that everybody wants, right? The face and the mouth and the hands, maybe your gifts or other parts of the body that are less well known. Um, but if we don't live into the, the gifts that God has given us, the body misses out. Uh, we're not actually one. We're not moving in the same direction because we haven't accepted our own identity that God um, has, has built into us. <clears throat> yeah. But um, I, I think it's, I, I think it's helpful to at least have a list and, um, compiling it all together of where some of these things come from. Um, but there's a couple of other places that uh, Paul speaks about spiritual gifts, uh, speaks of how we use these gifts. Um, and we kind of come up with a collective list of like, here's, here's the things that we accept as spiritual gifts for lack of a better term, except's probably not the right word that seems strong, but um, I'll kind of just go through this list. Uh, first one being administration. Um, this would be organi organization. Um, you have this ability, this unique ability to organize people and tasks for common purpose yeah. and common goal. You have apostleship, um, this uh, starting new things, overseeing and, and moving a, a large group of people in, in one direction, uh, but not necessarily you know, on the ground type of work. Uh, you have discernment, the gift, the ability to see uh, what's spiritually false or spiritually true. Mm. Um, the motives are right and wrong. Um, I think it actually may be helpful, Andrew, once we go through this, uh, to talk about our own gifts, um, if you if you know what they yeah. are. Uh, yeah. Evangelism. This is those, man, you, you know these evangelists when you come in contact with them because you they say the same things that you said, uh, but for whatever reason, when they said it, uh, that person's like, I'm ready to follow Jesus, right? That's that supernatural aspect of, mm. of these gifts. You have encouragement, exhortation uh, is other ways that that said, this ability to to actually encourage people with, with uh, written and spoken truth. Um, you have the gift of faith where you have uh, full belief that God can can in all circumstances um, that you trust him uh, in your life. And that's how it manifests itself. Uh, you have the gift mm -hmm. of uh, generosity or giving. 
Um, have this unique ability to, to use the things that God has given you and give well beyond your ability. Cause you most likely have the gift of faith alongside of it, um, mm-hmm. to trust him, uh, in your giving. So you live in that world of generosity. You have the gift of hospitality, um, creating warm and environments, uh, for people, whether that's, um, within groups of people in the church or it's, uh, you know, within homes, you just have this ability to make everybody be seen and, and apart. Um, you have mm-hmm. the gift of knowledge. Um, to be able to bring clarity to difficult or hard to understand theology um, in a way that brings God's truth um, to life. You have the gift of leadership, the ability, this is on the ground influence uh, inside of churches, moving people um, to a big picture or a bigger idea. You have the gift of mercy. Um, come across these people. These people are fantastic people. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have the gift of mercy, so I admire those that do. Um, but the gift of mercy, the ability to always, you know, show empathy, always show care, regardless of how the individual ended up in that situation by their own doing or other people's doing. Um, you have the gift of shepherding and pastoring. Um, this is the gift of, you know, taking care of personal needs and nurturing and and helping with with life issues, helping them understand what it fully means to be a disciple. Um, but it's yeah. it stems from that place of care, personal care. Hmm. Um, You have the gift of prophecy, the ability to speak truth um, in variety of ways. This isn't just foretelling of God's plans, Mm -hmm. uh, as we Mm -hmm. saw in the the New Testament, or in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, uh, but this is also just speaking truth boldly with an ability that people uh, hear and listen. You have the gift Mm -hmm. of service, the the hands and feet of, of the church. Um, you're the ones that that are that in often ways get things done that are willing to serve regardless of how difficult or how uh, maybe beneath that service feels to them. Um, they know that this is who they're called to be, and they're they're just people that get things done. You have the gift of teaching uh, to bring divine ability and, and understanding um, to mm. difficult parts of of who uh, of God's word and trying to understand those things to teach them. And then finally, uh, the gift of wisdom. Um, Wisdom is uh, one scriptural, but two practical um, in in how it presents itself. So you're able to speak into situations, maybe that you've never even been in before, uh, but God has given you that ability to speak into them, and it's extremely helpful um, to to those individuals. I think it's helpful before yeah. we dive into kind of our own personal gifts and our journey of how we discovered them. Um, I think it's also yeah. helpful to to know that, say you take one of these surveys that, that Andrew talked about, um, you know, which are a great starting point for a lot of these things, but you got to test them out and you've got to let the body confirm them. Um, and when I say the body, I mean the rest of, of your church family. Um, they got to be able to confirm these things. So you can't go into a situation like, well, I have the gift of leadership. You got to put me in charge. Um, start practicing that gift and um, looking for ways that you can uh, can gain influence regardless of title um, and then watch your body uh, confirm those things. Like, Oh, this is the person that should be um, not because you said it, but because your fruit of those gifts um, speak to the body and they say they're, they're confirming that you have these things and then lean into them more. But uh, Andrew, any, any thoughts? And then we can dive into our own gifts. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, it's really good. And I guess what I was trying to say is it's interesting. Like I read through this list and I was like, I wrote out the list we were talking uh, before we dove in. And I was trying to think through like, what are the gifts that show up naturally in my life or in a way that feels like I don't have to work for it. um, But like are part of just like baked into me. And then what are the ones that have shown up occasionally in my life? And it's so much easier on all of this stuff to look around and be like, 
man, like my wife has the gift gift of hospitality, like hundred percent, you know, and like I can think of somebody with the gift of encouragement, like just bubbling out of them, you know, and like I can think of somebody like a mercy person, like you were saying, of like man, that like somebody in our small group is just like bubbling with mercy, you know, like it's just natural or it feels natural. And every time I see and talk to them, like, but it's deep and it's different than what's in me. So I guess like in both, both of the chunks of scripture that we read out of Ephesians and first Corinthians, um, the, the whole backdrop is like, it's a body of Christ and it's not, that one is better than the other. Uh, we can we can do that inadvertently, especially in our culture. And like Josh, you and I both work for like businesses, so like wanting to say like, yeah, I've got that gift of leadership in droves is like you know maybe something that gets too praised uh, in our culture and in our work and like you know just modern day. But like those gifts of like wisdom or discernment or encouragement or administration, those things might be less valued. Um, so anyway, man, it's not one being better the, than the other. Something that stood out when you read um, out of 1 Corinthians was that like the gifts of the spirit are given for the common good, like for the body of Christ. So Josh, if you have a gift of teaching it's to benefit the part of the body of Christ surrounding you, right? If if somebody near you has the gift of mercy, it's to benefit the body of Christ and those who don't yet know Christ around them, you know? So it's not one is better than the other. It's that they're like all incredible and they're all things that are from the spirit, not earned by our own, you know, goodness or ability or desire. These are things that God puts in our lives to glorify himself ultimately and to build up the body of Christ. So man, with that said, um, a couple of these like on the list that, that I've seen like show up just frequently and consistently in my life, um, are discernment and hospitality. Um, and in a lot of ways, leadership, um, and one that I pray for, (laughs) all the time, uh, two that I pray for all the time are discernment and wisdom, uh, of like wisdom for the big and small choices. Um, especially while parenting, like God, give me, give me wisdom on how to do this discernment, man, like all the time, everything I do in work, there's like six paths to get there. And each comes with their own set of like barriers. Right. So man, in work and personal life, I just, I find myself asking God for discernment like weekly, daily. <laughs> and, and I feel like that's, that's one through line that like God built me with a very strategic brain that I can call uh, strategic, but I think under it is, is a gift of discernment that he's given me. So that might be my one that's like, feels like strongest in my daily life um, at this point. And I think hospitality and leadership are right there, like core aspects of who I've been for a long time. Um, and they play out a little bit differently. But what about you, man? How does this uh, 
How does this, this list hit you and like what feels natural in the giftings and what are those things you maybe like desire to have more of uh, or pray about having more of? Yeah. Um, I, I think with spiritual gifts, it's, it's always difficult until you start testing things out to really know because, you know, I, I teach you know, on a weekly basis. Uh, I'm a decent teacher. I can get the job done, but I wouldn't say I'm a gifted teacher from a spiritual gift standpoint. Um, right. Mm. Like there's, there's not a supernatural aspect of how I teach, um, that, you know, would say, or would confirm at least for me that, that I live in that world of, of a spiritual gift of teaching. Um, right. I can just teach. It's a skill set that I've learned along the way. Um, <clears throat> where I, I do kind of live in the world of discernment or, or of spiritual gifts is, is probably my highest is discernment uh, mm. as well. Um, I've learned a lot about discernment over the years. So like when I walk into a situation, I can tell something's wrong. Um, I might not be able to put a, a, a you know, words to exactly what it is yet, but I can feel it. Um, yeah. What I've learned um, in practicing this spiritual discipline or this spiritual gift is just because I feel it doesn't mean I need to say it. Um, I think oftentimes, especially when I was younger in my faith, because I felt it and it feels like truth, right? It feels like yeah. truth is being attacked yeah. or it feels like there's deception in the game and you don't exactly know where it's coming from. Um, and this is typically relational uh, situations that my discernment yeah. finds itself yeah. when you're not being honest. I pick up on it really quickly. Um, yeah. And I've learned when you call it out, if you don't have relationship or good relationship or healthy relationship with an individual, yeah. it's not helpful. It actually causes a lot more harm than good. Um, when you do have relationship and, and what we're talking about matters, because my discernment shows up in all categories. It doesn't matter if it's spiritual realm of things and spiritual church things. It doesn't matter if it's in work situations. It's all relational, but that shows up in, in a thousand different ways in my life. Um, and you have to kind of go through the work of, hey, is, is this worth saying? Is this worth pursuing or is it something yeah. you noticed and it's just your gift doing its thing and you just move on um there's yeah. there's no action step to this so th i think that's the biggest learning that i've come from um this gift but i do have this natural ability to uh, i shouldn't say natural ability i have this god-given ability uh to to pay attention when things aren't, aren't right when they don't seem when the surface uh, doesn't match the the inner work right when you're yeah. saying something yeah. that in 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 recent days like you know within the last few weeks that gift is has destroyed a relationship, <laughs> a friendship I've had for a long time, because I chose to lean into somewhere, whether they're ready to hear it or not, who knows, that, that, that could be a part of the situation, the issue, but like it, it caused a fair amount of harm because, you know, maybe I could have done it differently or you know, I'm speaking into sinful nature of things and it's really causing some, yeah. some you know, a wreckage around that because yeah. people don't want to yeah. acknowledge their sin. Um, you got to play those well, weird games with discernment. Um, second for me dude, is uh, leadership. I know, I know you, Go ahead. I was gonna, I'm pausing you for just a sec before you move on from discernment. Cause I, we both kind of share this and, uh, and it's interesting to hear you talk about it. Like in this light, I guess in this moment, um, but I was just thinking like, you're right. Discernment plays out in all aspects of your life. And like, that's, that's maybe part of a spiritual gift is it's not just confined to moments. Um, it's like part of your being and part of God who made part of who God made you to be. Um, and with discernment, man, I think there's, there's like a responsibility that comes with it because, 
like, I don't know if you feel this way, but I, I often feel like I can, uh, like see like three steps behind people's motives, (laughs) which is like, it's weird, but it's like, I, oh, I know exactly why you're doing that or why you're thinking that or why you're whatever. Um, but people, people don't like like that. No, right. No, but that's the piece of it all. They don't, they don't like it if you're like revealing that, but also like there's a real, you could be very manipulative with it, right? Like you Mm -hmm. could absolutely use it to like get what you want and, and like, you know, Superman, uh, way back or maybe Peter Parker with great power comes great responsibility with all of these. That's the case. They could be used to totally glorify God or they could be used to glorify yourself. You know, um, yep. but with discernment that like my personal experience is like, man, got to be really like check your motives uh, when you're like revealing things God has revealed to you. And yeah, you got to like build I th- ironically discernment for when to reveal and why to reveal like anything yep. that spirit is showing you. But I think you. this is true yep. of of all spiritual gifts. Uh, especially the spiritual gifts that live in revelation. And when I say revelation, I mean like revealing God's truth or revealing actual what is um, type of gifts of like, you have to be careful. Like say you have the gift of miracles. Like you have this ability to perform miracles. I don't have that gift. I don't don't think I've ever met anyone with that gift, but I don't think you're going to be walking around healing everybody. I I don't think that's how that gift is, is you know, supposed to be on display. Right. I think there's a fair amount of wisdom and, and walking with Jesus on when do you act and when do you stay, you know, quiet and when do you get involved and when do you stay out? And I think that's probably true of all of them. Like when do you show mercy in a way that's helpful to that person? Or when do you speak truth in mercy, but it's going to sting a little bit, um, right? There's that piece of, of mercy as, as well. So I, I think it's probably true of all the gifts. We just, you know, this is our gift. So we, we experience it, but right. I would guess right. if we got people that really knew and lived into the gifts that God has given them um, through the spirit, I, I think we'd see a lot of these things where they're like, yeah, as I've been practicing these things, here's the lessons I've learned. Um, even if you have the gift of like intercession, um, which isn't on our list, but um, mm-hmm. mainly because we're all called to intercede. But you know, those ones that like, if you're going to need something prayed for, you get them to pray for, for, for whatever reason, God answers their prayers a lot faster than he answers yours. Um, like right. that world of things. So I, I think, there's that piece of too. There's a responsibility that comes with these gifts because these are in a lot of ways supernatural. So, you know, they're, they're beyond common practice or common ability. Um, so, you know, we want to be responsible with the gifts that God has given us. And just because we see or can do something doesn't necessarily mean we should, um, you know, speak into that thing or, or, um, uh, do something in that situation. Yeah. Man, yeah, that's sorry. good. I'll keep going. Right. Uh, my second one is, and this one, this one's a little bit strange to me because I've always been this way. Um, but the gift of leadership, like people have always followed me. Uh, mm-hmm. My dad used to like to tell this story that he came in. I, I must have been like kindergarten, first grade, or something like that. He has a he had a picture of it. Uh, but he came in to pick me up early or something like that. And there's just a crowd around me, and I'm holding court essentially. Uh, telling stories or whatever I was doing. Who knows? I was probably lying and creating some fantasy story about something and making myself look better um, as all, you know, first graders do. Right. Um, But like, there's always been this ability where people would naturally follow me. Um, I don't like that gift. (laughs) I'd rather people not follow me. Life's easier when they're not following you. Um, But, you know, 
you know, when, when no one else is going to do it, you, you have this urge or this desire that's like someone's got to do it. So if nobody yeah. else will, I'll step in and do it. Um, I think that's probably the healthiest version of practicing these gifts. Yeah. I, I think everybody wants these gifts like Andrew was talking about. Um, and oftentimes, if you're not gifted in this area, you, you're seeking these positions or these places. I think mm-hmm. those with the natural gift of or the supernatural gift that comes from Christ or comes from the spirit. Um, I think those ones probably take their sweet time saying yes to something um, or jumping into something until they see the need that somebody's got to lead. Uh, yeah. And the only way I've really noticed this gift at play in my life is I understand things about leadership that most don't. Um, so when you're talking to others that shoot, they may have been leading for a long time. And, and as they talk, you just, you know, you, you know, like they don't know what they're talking about um, mm. and not in a judgmental, shameful way. You're just like, yeah, the, the way that you just don't understand how people work, like you, that wouldn't work like that's everything you're saying right now, or that's not leadership. That's performing tasks mm-hmm. and, and getting a, a job done. That's a project manager. That's not a leader yeah. that's casting yeah. vision for a group of people to move down a direction and spiritual totally. in the spiritual gift of leadership we also know comes in its ray right like you know um moses and and god have a have a conversation uh, in the old covenant where you know some are are to be leading tens some are hundreds some are thousands um so it also comes in a ray on on your skill set on what you can and cannot lead right and you know that comes with with time as well to be able to determine oh i'm a leader of tens and i think leadership from the capacity of leadership is influence. Everybody has influence. Everybody, you know, has influence with, with a few. Um, and then the gift of leadership kicks in, um, with, with more than that to be able to understand those things. But that's the only way I've been able to identify to myself. And like I said, I've always been this way in a lot of ways. So I don't know how, how spiritual gifty it is, or it's just maybe something you've picked up along the way. I wouldn't say it's confirmed in that perspective. It's funny because I've had this conversation with my mom. My mom feels like she may or may not, she doesn't know, have the gift of generosity and she's extremely generous person. So, so generous that she's, you know, not, she never had a conversation with her kids. I don't ever remember talking about generosity or giving or, or serving in, in beyond ways, um, but she's always done it. And now her kids, you know, we all live similar lives. Um, you know, we're all pretty generous individuals compared to, to most, but she does the same. She says the same thing. She says, I've always been this way. I've always been extremely generous. Even as a young kid, I was, I would give toys away or like, you know, try to you know, give my time to individuals that maybe weren't, weren't seen as much. So maybe it's a supernatural thing that God is, you know, you, he, your name is, it would eventually be written in the, in the book of life. And he knew that was coming. And there's a, maybe there's something we don't fully understand that's at play there. But um, I, yeah. I, I, I would yeah. tell you, yes, I, I know without a doubt, I have the gift of, of discernment, um, the gift yeah. of uh, leadership possibly. And then finally the gift of wisdom possibly. Uh, mm. But I also think with wisdom, you know, Jesus tells us if he asks for it, he'll give it. So, yeah, I think anyone yeah. can have wisdom. Uh, yeah, right? Like, so I don't know yeah. how much that that plays into it, but wisdom comes up on the Corinthians uh, verses. I think it comes up on the Romans verses as well. It shows up a decent amount, so we know it's some form of spiritual gift. Um, but yeah. maybe those that really actually have the gift live in a whole nother realm of wisdom that we just don't understand because we don't have that gift, but. Yeah. yeah, man, that's good. I uh, I was going to say on the leadership, you and I shared too, uh, that we both would say strongly, yes, that's the case. And it's interesting, like in my, in my work job, uh, like 
I I'm not like a formal leader of a team or department. Um, and, and that's okay. Like I, I desire that I'm pursuing that path. Um, and you know, I think God's time frame is, is his time frame, and it's the right one, you know? Um, but I, I've been like the last couple of years, I've been trying to be coached by really good leaders that I can learn a lot from. And, um, there's a thousand books on leadership and there's 10,000 definitions on leadership. Nobody agrees exactly even how to define it. But like, I think of leadership as some combination of influence, responsibility, and vision, like the three aspects put together. And like that, that is uh, kind of what leadership is. And you're right, man. Uh, like part of this is just like, people have always followed me to a degree. Um, and like to many degrees, uh, like I could have had scenes like that in first grade if I wasn't homeschooled, but it, it played out through <laughs> lots of sports and leading the neighborhood gang into trouble often, uh, <laughs> growing up. Yeah, man, leadership. It's like, it's, it's part of me. And I think with that, uh, sorry, my throat's all dry with that. I feel this, um, there's like, there's a weight of it, right? Like, and, and I don't, when I was younger, I wanted to like jump quickly and be like, yeah, I'll lead that thing and this thing and this thing. And as I, as I'm getting a little bit older, I think I'm realizing like, man, to, if I'm going to lead something, I want to lead it very well. Right. And with that, like I know that the the role might feel this big, but the responsibility that comes with it to do it well is is pretty huge. You know, it might be more than what it looks like on the surface. So I need to be really, really careful with what I say yes to kind of being in that leader seat of so that I can actually do it well and glorify God in it. Um, when I was younger, I was like, really quick to say, I want to lead everything, you know, and then you're, you're leading nothing well when, when that's the case. So yeah, man, maybe a little bit of wisdom in just growing and like, you know, becoming more aware of what I can and can't do. And, uh, yeah, at the same time, you're right. Like often, often in like the workplace, we put like things that are actually just like project management. We bucket all of those into, uh, leadership and, and like, I've had this, a uh, boss for the last couple of years or year and a half. And he's like really coached on like, man, there's, there's management and there's leadership and they're not the same. They're often needed together, but they're actually two entirely different skill sets, um, that relate. And like, in this sense, we might bucket some of that into administration as well as leadership. So anyway, man, just wanted to mention that. And I know we're already coming up yeah. close to time and we've obviously barely scratched the surface <laughs> on these, but I was going to ask you, like, what do you do with it? Right? Like you and I have both named a couple that were like, yeah, I see this show up frequently in my life, but what, how do we get practical about this? Cause it, it shouldn't just be a head knowledge uh, type podcast. Like, what do you, what do you do once you have a sense on what the gift of the spirit is or gifts of the spirit are that the Holy Spirit might be have put in you, listener. 
Yeah, I, I think first is is to lean in and practice it. Um, the benefit of some of these gifts and leaning in and practicing it is you could just do it. Um, I can you lean in and, and try to show mercy if I feel like I have the gift of mercy in the situations and learn from those experiences. I, if I have the gift of hospitality, lean into it. You don't need permission to do those things. Some of these gifts, you know, the the um, gifts that are seen uh, more often than not, um, things like the gift of teaching, um, the gift of um, leadership, the gift of apostleship, <clears throat> um, these gifts that really take some time for the, the body to affirm uh, in you. Um, and most of the time, those with the gifts aren't ready just to hand responsibility over to you. Um, so if you look for places to, you, know, you look at the gift of leadership, you can influence yeah. people for the good of what, what you're chasing as a community, as a group of people, as a church, um, really easily. And that's all leadership is. It's, it's, an, it's influence. So you don't need a title to influence people towards those things. If you have the gift, you'll influence them. Uh, if you don't have the gift, you won't influence them. It's a good test for you um, to, mm. to be able to see like, hey, maybe I'm in the midst of this. Um, but like mm. if people listen to you, uh, people take your advice, people move in the direction um, that you've kind of like you have that you have that influence with them. Um, you have that you may have that spiritual gift. The more you leave it and live in those places, the more the body will take notice and start putting you in actual positions that use those gifts. Um, but you know, we're always hesitant uh, because we know, like Andrew said, um, some of those gifts are, are dangerous if, if used in the wrong ways. Uh, and yeah. also they're dangerous if you don't actually have them. Um, they're dangerous mm -hmm. to you. Like we could create a, we could create a fair amount of harm by putting in you in a situation you're not equipped for, um, not just harm for those that you may have influence with, but also harm for those for you yourself. Um, so there's that piece that's at play. So, Hey, if I could have the gift of faith, <laughs> if I could have the gift of encouragement, if I could have the gift of evangelism, man, I'd take those over more over my gifts in a heartbeat. I admire those people that have those gifts. Those are things I don't have and, and don't come naturally to me. So I, I, I admire those that they do come natural to from a spiritual gift standpoint. Um, and maybe that's the conversation next is like, how do we in the next episode is how do we work all these gifts together as one body, making sure that as we're gathering people together, um, that all these gifts are, are being demonstrated and being utilized um, in our body, um, because that's where you're going to see the most fruit is when people are who they're, who they've been called to be, um, not who they want to be, not who, you know, even, um, um, you know, they aspire to be, but who God has actually created them to be, um, you know, as you hear with Andrew and I's gifts, like they're very gut gifts and we're gut people yeah. and we pay a lot yeah. of attention to our gut. Um, but we've also been around people or work for people that are also gut people that have used those in, in harmful and manipulative ways. So, yeah. you know, we, we have to be extremely careful and that's probably true of a lot of these gifts, but, um, you know, we can only speak to what we have experience with. Uh, but my first step is start using it start practicing these things. If you have faith, take the risk on God um, to see the supernatural results um, in the lives of those around you. And, and remember that these gifts aren't for your benefit. They're the gifts for, for the benefit of the body. Um, so don't use them in a way that you're getting 
you know, the benefit of it. You're using it in a way that the body uh, gets the benefit from these things. Um, and they can be small things in ways that could be big things. Like the big thing is start serving somewhere, right? There's, there's, I'm assuming you're probably a part of a church. If you're listening to a podcast like this, maybe not. Um, but if you are, there's plenty of places to serve in the church. You're like, well, I don't want to work with kids. Well, start there anyway. Start working with kids. Um, <laughs> kids are great because they're like little drunk people. They're just going to tell you the truth. Um, even if it hurts, they don't, they don't, they don't hold punches. Punches ever. No humbling experience, <laughs> but at the same time, like a great place to, to plug in. Um, and all, every church, I'll say there, every church needs help in the church, church ministry. Yep. <laughs> no doubt yep. about it. Um, nope. So, like, start serving somewhere, and you're going to see these gifts come up. You're going to see opportunities present themselves because that's what God does. Um, you're going to see, you know, those that, that have gone before you start to affirm these things in you. Are like, man, you, you probably have the gift of hospitality. Like, you should lean mm-hmm. into this. Like, start having people in your home on a regular basis pick a day every month where you just invite a different group of people into your home and show them hospitality um like Mm -hmm. there's ways to show up you know these things in the body that aren't in in program ministry right i think that's what oftentimes spiritual gift tests end up being coming out of a church um the churches are trying to be helpful we get i get it i'm not i'm not trying to downplay it uh but oftentimes you you connect them to what they know well they know their programs so we try to connect you to our programs um which isn't bad but there's so many other places that the body could benefit um from the ways that god has gifted you through the spirit um you just gotta start practicing these things Uh, what about you andrew what's the practical side yeah, I would say all right. So if you're if you're a little bit if you're already listening to this and you're like, "Man, I totally know my my gifts and my wiring. Like what is what are the gifts of the Holy Spirit?" I would encourage you get practical with it and and like maybe examine your life a little bit and like, "Man, if I'm really gifted in administration and faith, like am I doing the right thing, like job, right? Like, or, or is there a different job I could be doing where I could actually apply these spiritual gifts in my work? So that's maybe one question to think through. Um, hopefully you're like, man, these gifts that I have, I use them in my everyday life, including my work, you know? Um, but that might be a question worth asking. Another one is like, yeah, as Josh, as you were saying, Josh, of like, man, test it out. If you're like, I think I have the gift of administration, but I'm not really sure. Like, look for ways that you can go and try it out. Like, maybe without changing jobs, <laughs> maybe without doing something super drastic. But yeah, look for like, how could I use this and test it out and see if it's like, if you're leaning into a spiritual gift, it's going to feel natural and life-giving. And then you're going to start having people affirm that uh, in you, like Josh was saying, like the body of Christ is going to be like, wow, I think you are actually really amazing at hosting. Maybe you like have the gifts of hospitality or like, man, you, we asked you to help with kids ministry. Most people just throw on a video. You like straight up taught them all of Genesis in an hour, like, and they loved it and listened. Like, I think you might have the gift of teaching, right? Like these are, these are how things start showing up in different ways. So do it at your church to start or do it in your community or do it in your work to start. Even people who aren't followers of Christ can start to like 
quickly uh, be like, hey, like, how'd you know all that stuff? And you're like, oh, I just read all these things for fun. It's like, dude, you're super knowledgeable. Like those those things might start pointing towards your spiritual gifts. So uh, if you're on the bubble on one and you're like, I'm not sure if I have the gift of leadership or what I, any of those we talked about, like go and practice, give it a shot. Like, and, and as long as you go into it with a posture of like, God help me glorify you as I pursue understanding if this is a gift you've given me, um, then do it boldly, you know, and do it in a, in a way that's uh, honoring to everybody around you. It's not going to hurt anything. And honestly, if you're like, I have the gift of mercy, I'm going to go do this thing to find out if that's true. And then you walk away and you're like, man, that is not my natural gifting at all. Um, That's worth knowing. (laughs) Like what what you aren't gifted in is actually super helpful. Cause like, we'll talk about next time. Like how do you build a strong church team, family group of friends, body of believers, like, you have to look for diverse giftings that you can pull together to be one strong body. So knowing what you aren't gifted in is just as important as what you are gifted in. So anyway, man, maybe we'll go that direction too, a little more. Yeah. And to add on, and this is kind of a practicality from a different standpoint, like yeah. we know the, the bigger, we know the, I shouldn't say bigger, we know the more seen gifts. Right. And those ones get affirmed naturally in the church because the church needs uh, a lot of those things to be done. Um, but it's the little ones that don't get seen as well that, that aren't, you know, right there on the surface that aren't standing on a stage. Um, that aren't leading a group of people. Like it's those ones that also need to be affirmed. So as, as you read into first Corinthians, as it 12? Yeah. First Corinthians 12, Romans 12. And, and you look through these verses and, and these different spiritual gifts, be the people that call these out at others. Right. When, when you see the gift of mercy on display, say something to that yeah. person, like be the body affirming and you don't have to be like, Hey, I think a hundred percent you have this gift. Just be like, Hey, do you know of the spiritual gift, uh, the gift of mercy? I, I think you may have it. It may be worth looking into and talking to God about, um, or it, it's the gift of faith. Like you, you have a faith that most people don't carry around. There's a good chance. They don't realize they're abnormal. <laughs> like yeah. in that area, there's a good chance they assume yeah. every, because this is what we all do, right? There's a good chance. They assume everybody looks at the situation in the same way. Um, so call it yeah. out in them, especially those, those lesser known gifts um, that aren't always right in front of people. Um, be the people that calls those out. So as you read through these things, you're like, Oh, I think my friend, like, you know, and all my interactions with them or with her, like, I think, I think actually like they may have this, say something to them, shoot them a text right now and just be like, Hey, you may know this already. I don't know, but I just, listen to a podcast, by the way, you should listen to this podcast. Here's the link. Um, (laughs) and then, and be like, I think you may have this, this gift that Paul was talking about in Romans or this gift that Paul talked about in, in first Corinthians, um, and be those type of people as well. I think, um, as we were just talking through today, um, and you know, we just finished our, our, our recent culture course for our church where t- we talk a lot about this stuff. That's a piece I think we missed of, you know, we just assume people would affirm it, but like oftentimes I think the, the missed one, the, the littler ones or the, the less seen ones get missed and we need to affirm theirs cause they're important. They're, pro- they're, they're probably, I actually say probably, I know that they're more important than the big ones. 
uh, the ones that are that are seen every week. Um, these are the gifts that actually change a body, move a direction, um, bring healing, uh, bring hope, um, more so than than the the preacher on the stage every week. Uh, but the, oftentimes we miss them. So be practical in that perspective too. Uh, call that out uh, in people. Um, share that affirmation in people when you see it. Uh, but Andrew, my buddy. My friend, I'm excited to keep this conversation going as, as we look into some of these other gifts next week. Hey, if you have a gift that, that we didn't talk about, because um, uh, one Andrew and I just don't have it, we're pretty similar, we'd love to hear those stories. So email us at hello at thisjuicelifepodcast.com. Um, we'd love to hear yes. you know how you came to know what your gift was, um, also how you're using it right now, because... In all honesty, if I have the gift of generosity, I don't. But if I don't know how to help someone, how do you really live into that in a, in a faithful, tr- God-trusting yeah. way? Uh, we'd love you to hear those hear stories that. as well. Um, yeah. But Andrew, my buddy, my friend, as always, good to see you. And you, my friend. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.